This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello and welcome to 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast. And we are recording on Friday, the 26th of January, 2024. And my name is Rich Ferraro and I'm bringing you this week's Friday Five, a roundup of the top stories coming out of the city ground this week. And without any further ado, let's head over to Jamie to find out the latest stories. Hi, this is Jamie Martin with your top five forest stories from the 1865 News Desk. Now this week's headline, Nottingham Forest make double approach to sign forwards. Now this week, Nottingham Forest have registered interest and made an attempt to sign both Giovanni Reyna and Carlos Forbes on loan with the club needing more depth in the wide areas this winter. Reyna of Dortmund plays in either side of the field, left or right wing, while also being able to play in a central attacking midfield role, or a 10, as it is so often called. The same position in which Morgan Gibbs-White plays currently. The player has agreed to move to Forest with his agent George Mendes, facilitating the move, but terms are yet to be agreed on wages and other parts of the deal. Forbes, on the other hand, plays for Ajax and was a target for Forest in the summer before joining the Dutch Giants. A product of Manchester City's academy, but Forbes was a star in the Premier League too, a youth version of the Premier League, which leads to interest from top clubs in the league and across Europe. Forrest wants to sign the player on loan with no buy clause, as far as reports suggest. More updates on both moves are expected in the coming days, but no concrete agreement for their loans just yet. Now, second in this week's news, Nottingham Forest have submitted a complaint to the PGMOL refereeing board after Ivan Tony's free kick goal uh, recently. After a 3-2 loss to Brentford and frustration aired by Forest boss Nuno, Nottingham Forest submitted another complaint to the PGMOL, the third this season, this time concerning the controversial free kick goal which saw Brentford equalise against Forest in the first half. The club questions whether a player could move the invisible foam and indeed the ball as far as Ivan Tony did uh, and the foam of course being sprayed by the referee beforehand to mark where the free kick's taken and uh, for whom the referee on this occasion was Darren England as a way to mark the correct space for a player to take the free kick from. Before taking the kick, Tony was seen to move the ball on two occasions and move the foam in the process. Forrest questioned whether it was in VAR's remit to check Tony's controversial tactics. Following the complaint, the PHOML stated that VAR has no remit over the situation 
situation or similar. And there is nothing that can be done about that particular scenario. Brentford went on to win the game 3-2 after a Neil Mopé winner. FA Cup news. Nottingham Forest will face Bristol City this Friday in the FA Cup fourth round. After a late winner to secure three points against Blackpool last week, thanks to an informed Chris Wood, to say the least, Nottingham Forest will face off against Bristol City at Ashton Gate this week. Fans will remember the late winner from Lyle Taylor in a memorable match no Forest fan will forget from that 21-22 season. And this time, Nuno will be hoping his men can recreate the heroics of the previous fixture away from home once more. Bristol City beat West Ham in the third round replay and will now be hoping they can be known as the giant slayers in the competition. On the other hand, Forrest will be hoping to continue on that Blackpool win in the FA Cup and put the loss against Brentford behind them and advance further into the Cup. Now, in more transfer news, Nuno Tavares is facing interest from France once again. Reports this week suggest that Arsenal fullback on loan at Nottingham Forest, Nuno Tavares, is subject to interest from Ligue 1 side Olympique Marseille, who hope to see the return of the Portuguese player they had on loan just last season. Now, Tavares joined Forest on loan in the summer with an option to buy clause which can be triggered by games played, but Arsenal did not insert a recall clause into this. Essentially, should they want to, they cannot recall Tavares to the club during the winter transfer window it is up to Forrest to terminate the deal which may require compensation from Arsenal at the moment there's no indication that Arsenal intend to pay any kind of compensation or for Forrest to terminate the deal RMC Sport have reported that Tavares wants out of Forest and is indeed keen on a move back to France. However, according to Fabrizio Romano, Nottingham Forest are intent on keeping the fullback until June when his loan deal expires and Arsenal will likely seek a permanent exit in the summer or beyond. And finally, this week's news concluding with injury updates and unfortunately, hopes of more positive injury updates. Uh, AFCON-related returns certainly aren't en masse. Morgan Gibbs-White, who is out with an abdominal issue, is still suffering, Nuno has said in a recent press conference, and the likelihood is, is that he will sit out of Forest trip to Bristol on Friday night, given that, and possibly uh, play against Arsenal, but there's no indication to suggest that just yet. The same can be said for Anthony Alanga, who is sidelined with a thigh issue and has been since the United win just last month. Felipe is still out with a muscle injury, a one year also still out after groin surgery and is on an individual training plan. Uh, plan. Progress is going well and he is expected to return to training with the squad in the next two to three weeks. Uh, Ola Eina, Willy Bolly, Ibrahim Sangare, Serge Aurier, Moussini Akate and Cheku Kiate all remain in the African Cup of Nations and at this stage won't be back just yet. So that's some injury news there for you also. So that's all from the 1865 News Desk this week. I'm Jamie Martin. Be sure to catch up with me on social media via at I'm Jamie Martin on Twitter. Updates on Nottingham Forest related news throughout the week. Take care. Speak to you soon. Many thanks to you, Jamie. And uh, we'll go straight into discussing the stories. I'm joined this week by Ellie and the Maradona of the Midlands. So hello to you both. And um, let's start off with that very first story. Um, Ellie, prospects of two new signings, potentially both forwards who can play in wide areas or in the case of Gio Reyna, maybe as a number 10, uh, which is timely with Morgan Gibbs-White out at the moment. Um, are you excited by the prospect of Reyna and Carlos Forbes potentially joining the club? I mean, yeah, they seem like two good players, decent history, something that like you say, with Morgan Gibbs White out at the minute, Elanga out at the minute, but hopefully not for too long. Um, but it is, I mean, I'm never going to say no to a player like that coming in. They look like they've got lots of potential. 
it is, however, not that the positions I would have said are our priorities, you know? Go on, go on, tell us where you'd like to strengthen. And I think everyone, I don't think anyone is going to disagree with me in this, goalkeeper. Controversial. Oh, gosh, you know, no one's going to agree with that one. But I think, who said it? It may have been Jamie, actually. He said, if we sign no, no one other than a keeper, no players other than a keeper, I'll be happy. And to be honest, as much as, don't get me wrong, I'd love to sign more players, that is the priority and it has been hurting us quite a lot. Keeper and maybe a left back, a good left back. Okay. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I make this sound like two brilliant players. Not what I was expecting, but I won't say no if there's any potential upgrades. Okay, thank you, Ellie. Uh, Maradon the Midlands, hello. Um, let's just start off with um, thinking about transfers in a slightly lateral way. Nuno himself said the squad's too big and there's indications from the club that maybe players would be more likely to be leaving than coming in. So are you surprised to hear about Gio Reyna and Carlos Forbes or are you less surprised, bearing in mind that both players are apparently represented by one George Mendes? No, I was surprised. And quite frankly, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I sit here watching Sky Sports News every night, the transfer show, and they're scraping the barrel for stories because they tell us that um, due to the FFP regulations, everybody's got to be extra careful. There's not going to be much business in January. I think there's only been £35 million spent so far. And this is clubs who haven't been charged by the Premier League for breaking uh, sustainability rules, who have been in their Premier League for much longer than us, have much stronger finances, who haven't spent £140, million, £250 million. And they're not trying to buy players or sign players on loan. And yet us, who have two way too big a squad already, are looking at two more players who aren't going to be good enough to play for us anyway. It's just ridiculous. OK, don't hold back, will you? Um, we'll, yeah, we'll come back to players who may be on the move a little bit later on. Um, but I think, would you also agree, Maradona, that the goalkeeper situation has to be the priority, despite Nuno not sounding particularly concerned about it right now? It is, but I don't think we'll get any anybody in. Um, it's, it's, it's a really hard transfer win to get a goalkeeper in, or any player in, of a, a good quality, get value for money. And because we've got four international goalkeepers at the club already, I can't see how we can sign anybody without shifting at least two of them on. It mm. would be good to do that. So unless somebody comes in for Hobart and Hennessy or... The other two, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine signing a goalkeeper. Yeah, I think there's some, something in the air about Horvath maybe moving to the Championship again, whether that's on loan or a permanent, it's not quite clear. Um, but yeah, you, I, th- I, don't, I think, don't think you'd have many Forest fans who would disagree with you there. Um, let's move on. This is a fast moving show. So we need to go straight on to um, the events of last weekend. And as Jamie put it, uh, Forrest have made a complaint to Pogmol. Now, I would like to just add in there that the official word, I think, was they wrote to Pogmol for clarification. And the clarification was, as Nuno alluded to in his press conference, that VAR is powerless to act on such an issue. Um, Ellie, talk to me about how you feel about the Tony incident. Do you think that's cheating? 
or like me, I mean, I do think it's cheating, but also I'd be quite kind of quite proud if one of our players did that and, and took an advantage. See, I'm on the other side of things where I think it's cheating and I think it's embarrassing. If I'd, I'm the other side, if I think one of our players did that and moved the foam, that's what gets me is the moving of mm. the foam after the wall has been set. It's sly, it's stingy, it's blatantly cheating. And it's quite, you know, have some pride, have some integrity for God's sake, man. But I think it's absolutely ridiculous that it's VAR. We've been told that it's not within remit and there's nothing they can do about it. I imagine it's another one of those things that will change as a result of after it going to our detriment. But I think at the end of the day, Tony's a brilliant player. He probably would have scored it anyway, which were, which is what makes it all the more embarrassing for him because he didn't need to do it. But the wall was already set. And I don't like it when people say players should have noticed. Yeah, really, they should have been able to notice it happen. I don't know how they didn't notice it. But what's the point in having a referee and all this technology, VAR, linesman, if no one does anything about it? It's a load of rubbish and it's an embarrassment. The Premier League is an embarrassment. Okay, once again, don't hold back, will you? Um, but just before I move on, Ellie, uh, and go to Maradona of the Midlands, um, there's this whole debate about whether, you know, are forests deflecting from their own deficiencies? And, um, you know, we, we put a clip out on our social media and someone responded, Frank the Tank responded, saying that, because I put the question, we need to get our own house in order before making these kind of complaints to Pogmall and the Premier League and all of that. And Frank the Tank responded, no, we need to know if a player can move the foam. If so, then our players can do it without fear of punishment. You need the laws clarifying first before you do anything else. Or, as happened, you could set a wall and then the players taking it could move the foam without without anything to... Uh, any any deterrent so i'm just putting it to you do you, are you with frank the tank or are you thinking this is a really bad deflection tactic from forest who've written to pogmol for the third time this season i think forest just i think it's neither i think it's more that we're so fragile we own up to our mistakes i don't think i've seen anyone who's gone our wall was good we've all said what on earth was that what what were we doing but at the end of the day, when we're already in a fragile position, little things help. If we were, you know, Man City or Liverpool ripping it up, having an easy time of things, we're not going to care about little things like this so much, are we? But for us, it matters the most. So I'm kind of neither side. We need to sort ourselves out, but give us something, you know? <laughs> we need all the help we can get. And Maradona... Um... Nuno, in the post-match interviews, asked whether Turner should have sorted out the wall more and, he's, uh, you know, was it his responsibility? Nuno's response was, could be, could be. So he kind of sat on the fence, but but with one leg maybe a bit further over than the other. Yeah, I mean, it was clearly Turner. I mean, I'm, I think it's I'm completely opposite to Ellie. I think it's embarrassing that we've made such a meal of it. Um this holier-than-thou attitude of, of Forrest that, oh, we, how dare he move the ball? He moved it about 30 centimetres. It's, it's, it's not like our players never do any gamemanship, never cheated, never never done anything wrong. It's it's ridiculous that we keep on complaining to the uh, PGML about all these sort of things. It's just get on with it, man up, Forrest. It's, it, was a, it was a clear mistake from our defence and our goalkeeper. It, the wall was wasn't even right before he moved it. Okay, I was sitting there saying, 
that's gonna he's gonna kill that kill that straight in. You can see the massive gap there. And then what what was Hudson Odoi doing? I I I watched my son's under nine football team playing, and even they know now that you stand in front of the ball and between the goal and the ball when you want to stop a shot going in. Not to the side. This is what they were doing a couple of years ago when they started playing football. And yeah, you used to have to shout them, no, stand in front of the goal. I shouldn't have to do that to a 24-year-old England international. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um, right. Well, you've made your views perfectly clear. And uh, while Ellie and the Maradon in the Midlands argue that out, we're just going to take a little break. Coming, uh, coming up in a minute, we shall talk about Bristol City in the FA Cup. We shall talk about possible players out. And we shall talk about injuries. You're listening to 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast. 2024 is upon us, which means a packed schedule of FA Cup, AFCON and, of course, Premier League action. Beat the January Blues and watch every game with the atmosphere it deserves down at your local Green King Sports pub. Don't settle for a dodgy stream. If it's on the telly, it's on at your local Green King venue across a huge HD screen. It's huge. If you download the Green King Sports app, you'll also receive 10% off every single drink whenever there's a game on, and you'll also be supporting us here at 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast. If you're doing dry January, then Green King venues also offer a range of low and no alcohol options, so you don't have to settle for a worse sports watching experience. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast, and our Friday Five on Friday, the 26th of January, 2024. We've already had a discussion about possible players coming in. We've talked about Forest making a complaint to Pogmol and whether they're right or wrong to do so. And now we're going to talk about the other stories that Jamie brought us in part one. So let's move on and talk about tonight's match in the FA Cup uh, away at Bristol City. Uh, Married on the Midlands, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, the Blackpool match, Forrest ended up making a bit of a meal of it. And I think that really, it really cost them because I think they looked dead on their feet in the last 20 minutes against Brentford, didn't they? So um, ideally, we just want to be getting this one done and dusted either way, don't we? We do. Um, I don't think we will. <laughs> <laughs> I think it will go to another replay. Uh, so, um, but, the, you know... They we're just missing that little bit of uh, quality to bring off the bench to break teams down at the moment. Just just when we're sort of struggling to break the teams down, make a bit of a change. So uh, I think Bristol City going to be right up for it. And I think because we're playing Arsenal, is it Monday night we're playing Arsenal? Is it or, or Tuesday? Night? I can't remember now. Coming up, um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we've not got a great deal of time before that turnaround. So that's going to be on the mind of Nuno and the players as well. So I, I wonder if he. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he's not, even if there was half a chance that Elanga and um, Gibbs-White were going to be fit, I think he'll he'll save them for the Arsenal game. Uh, so I think he's going to be tough. I think we'll do well to come out there with a replay. 
Yeah, I mean, would you say, though, that he put out as strong a team as he did against Blackpool, mainly because the squad's too thin to have any other options? Yeah, he didn't have any other options, basically. Yeah, so he he put he put in the players he could. Apart from he could give, could have given de- debut to those uh, young players, but I think that would have been a bit unfair. And I think they need to get into the rhythm of winning as well. So I think that that's in his mind as well. Mm. Uh, they need to get into the habit of winning games. Yeah, um, LA. In his news report, Jamie mentioned that that memorable night that in so many ways kick-started the current era of Nottingham Forest when Lyle Taylor scored those two stoppage time goals. Um, I don't know, were you there on that night? Oh, indeed I was. Yeah. So so uh, do you have visions of that happening again? Although Forest will be wearing their Argentina kit rather than their highlighter pen kit uh, uh, in tonight's match. Oh, I want to say yes, but it's so different. We went into that game, which is crazy to think about, as underdogs. We were not in form. Well, that's an understatement. We were terribly, terribly out of form. And 1-0 down until extra time. It was just the most incredible. I mean, I it was raining. It was sad. We were losing 1-0. I was like, oh, here we go again. Two goals and added time. I cannot ex- I cannot tell you the limbs and it did turn our season around. But we're going in a completely different situation. We're we're now considered, you know, like like Jamie mentioned, gi- Bristol City are hoping to be giant killers, which, you know, is one one hell of a compliment. I'll take that. So I think the mindset is gonna be something that's really important. As much as I know that sounds very silly. We saw it at Blackpool at home in the first, well, I say first round before the replay. We messed it up because we went in overconfident, cocky and lethargic. So well, you could say in the replay as well. Well, yeah, to be fair, in the replay as well. And but at least we, you know, did the job by then. We did it the hard way, but we did <laughs> the job. But I go into this thinking there's no doubt that we have a better squad, even without AFCOM players and injuries. It's just that mindset and can we approach the game in the correct way and stop conceding goals? Stop, please. Concede. Mm. When was the last time we had a clean sheet? Well, quite. And as I had, um, we've mentioned in the group chat and I think it's been alluded to in some of our match reports, it would be nice if we could have just one match where we're not talking about a goal conceded as a result of our keeper making a mistake, whether that be Odysseus or whether that be Turner. So that is a good aspiration to have. Let's see if we can keep a clean sheet. Um, Let's move on once again. And let's move on to the next story that Jamie brought us, which is specifically talking about Nuno Tavares. Marseille are interested in him. Now, the reason... The reason he went back to Arsenal um, is because Marseille signed Renan Lodi, who, of course, was on loan at Forest. And now Marseille are trying to buy um, Nuno Tavares, who is on loan at Forest. So apparently we loan left backs just so they can move to Marseille afterwards. I mean, the consensus amongst Forest fans seems to be eh, not that bothered if he moves on or not. But it seems as though Forest would like to keep him. What are your feelings, Ellie? Um, I'm honestly in that ballpark of have him if you want, you know. I don't know respectfully why they want him. That <laughs> sounds really harsh. but He did well for them on loan, apparently. Yes, he did. That is true. He did do very well for them, which always baffles me. I, when we signed signed him, got him in, mm. 
mm-hmm. was always like, oh, I don't really, I'm not particularly excited about this one because he played in that game, didn't he? When we beat the beat them, beat Arsenal one nil when we were still in the championship, and bless him, he was young, but he was also rubbish. But that perhaps may have tainted my entire viewpoint of him when we got him in. But I think they can, you know, I don't think he's particularly a loss. It's only if hopefully Ina will be back and not get injured. And Toffolo, he's doing a decent job. He's been very consistent. Don't get me wrong. Left back is a position I would like us to bring in. But I wouldn't say Tavares is going to be a loss mm-hmm. with all due respect to him. Yeah. And, and Maradon the Midlands, um, I think it seems really quite plausible that, that Nuno Tavares was signed because we were expecting Harry Toffolo to get a ban, um, Ivan Tony style. Um, and I think Tavares has also been playing recently because Ola Aina is on international duty and probably also because Nuno wants to just have a look at everyone in the squad uh, before making any decisions. So would you agree with Ali? It wouldn't be a, a big loss if, if he were well, to leave now? Up until about two weeks ago, I would have done. But I've been quite impressed with him since he's come in the last last couple of games. And he's 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 got quite a physical presence about him. Hasn't he? He's a big old unit and he offers a different dimension to Harry Toffolo. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a bit torn by this one now. I'm, I wouldn't mind keeping him now. But uh, I don't know. As soon as, as soon as he stays... He's going to be rubbish. We know all know that. But um, at the moment, after, after the last couple of games, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, maybe he's got something to offer. Maybe he can offer something going forward. He's uh, he's got a bit of pace about him and a bit of physicality, which I, I like in my fullbacks. Better than Harry Toffolo, who we already have. Better than Ola Aina, who we already have. Um, I don't know if he's better, but he's maybe better running with the ball and sort of linking up with the uh, wide player. Um, not sure about defensively, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Okay, I think you're. I think now you two are just disagreeing with each other for the sake of it. Um, <laughs> let's let's um, think about any other players who might be on the move as well. So we've talked about keepers earlier. The other one that is. There doesn't seem to be a huge amount of substance in this necessarily, but it is a rumour that's going round about Joe Worrell potentially moving to Sheffield United. Ellie, I know that you absolutely love our club captain and you would be distraught if he leaves. Just talk talk to me. I see for me, it's not football at this point. It is very much that I just love his character and his heart for the club, which is more valuable than people realise. But equally, I do feel for him. He's, he is a good player, but perhaps, unfortunately, not good enough for us I think not good enough is harsh he got dropped when he definitely shouldn't have been but now that he has been dropped he isn't going to be our first choice and he deserves game time and I don't want to see him go because of like I say the heart the captaincy and there was a whole article on Joe Worrell by the Athletic on what was it he's described as a good professional he will give his all so losing Joe Worrell, I will like, I will grieve it like a loss. That's such an exaggeration, but he's my favourite player of all time. So for me personally, awful, but I think we're not using him. He deserves to get a chance to play. I'd hate it to be Sheffield United of all teams. You know, that's like, oh, but at least it's not Derby. So mm-hmm. uh, I wish him well. I hope it doesn't happen, but I think 
maybe it needs to. Okay. Um, I mean, Maradon the Midlands, I think for some fans, it would be the case of uh, losing Steve Cooper and Joe Worrell in one season would be would be quite quite a tough loss after, when you consider the role that that Steve Cooper had of the Nottingham boys playing a part in promotion and getting into the Premier League in the first place. Yeah, I, th- I think it will be. I mean, but I think that's telling that we're talking about his history rather than his playing ability. Mm. Um, I, t- I think I think it's probably time for him personally to move on and just start playing again. He can't be doing his self-esteem any good to be um, going from being club captain to sort of barely getting on the bench. Um, it must be quite a blow to the uh, the old ego. Um, so, I mean, we've got so many, so many centre backs at the club, and uh, Oda Oda oh, I can't say has come in, and he's all quite good as well. So, um, having spent all that money on him, I think we've kind of got to play him. Really, um, we can't just have him sitting there for a whole season. So, if the opportunity comes. Uh, Joe Warren, I think he's got to take it. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's 26 years old now and he's going to be thinking that he needs to play play regular football. Um, and, and speaking of defenders, uh, we heard in the news bulletin that Felipe is still out and the other players who are out are obviously our three most potent attackers or attacking forces, uh, Morgan Gibbs-White, Anthony Alanga and Taiwo Awonyi. Um, the other bit of news that we had is that uh, just yesterday we found out that uh, Ivory Coast are progressing in AFCON. And uh, what we do know is that there is going to be at least one um, <laughs> one of our nations represented at AFCON will be coming home on, on Monday as we enter the knockout uh, round because Ivory Coast are playing Senegal. So... It'll either be uh, Messrs. Aurier, Bolly and Sangare or Niakate, uh, who will be rejoining the club. Um, I think that it's fair to say that apart from just sheer numbers in the squad, we have missed the presence of the likes of Niakate and Bolly. Don't you agree, Ellie? Oh, absolutely. I would argue those two. I think Bolly randomly is the player we've missed the most. Um, from this AFCON, that is, based on the fact of his... I think every Forest fan could at least agree with me on this, is that Murillo, on his own, a good player. Amabamadele, like you said, good player. However, playing them together, which unfortunately is probably what we're going to have to do until the AFCON players are back, has not worked so well. And it's not because either of them are bad. It's just, I think they need a leader. They need that experience. And that's what Bolly brings. And I've said it before, I don't care who's next to Bolly as long as Bolly's in. Or arguably, when we had him, Felipe, similar type five. But Nikate, I'm, I'm correct to say he's injured, isn't he? Is he still out? He's, Do we know um... anything on that? He's he's got an injury, but it's not serious, according to uh, uh, Nuno Espirito Santo. So he he probably won't play for Senegal, but he shouldn't be out for too long. Okay, that's good news at least because Neo Carter looks really really strong. So you know, I hope in the kindest way possible that we get Willie Bolly back as soon as we can. But as much, I also wish them well on their journeys because I'm sure they don't feel the same as we Forest fans do because we do need them back. 
Mm. especially defensively. Yeah, and um, the Maradona Midlands, I think, going back to what Ellie said, and, and I said it when I was talking to our friends at um, the Unfilled Rap, who obviously are sports social stable mates, that Murillo is a brilliant, brilliant young player. But like with so many young defenders, he is much better when he's got an older head next to him. And we've seen that in the past with Michael Dawson alongside Des Walker and then with Joe Worrell playing alongside Steve Cook. Um, they The young players become better when they've got an old head next to them, whether that be near Cartier or Bolly. So um, what about the other players? I mean, we've already mentioned Ola Aina, who we signed as a as a utility fullback and has played more at left back. Um, and, you know, do you think that um, we need those players back, really, don't we? We do. We do need them back. Um, we, we've miss, missed them, I suppose. Um, it's, it's, it's really hard. You don't want them to sort of come back depressed because they've crashed out early. Uh, but we, 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 we do want them back quite quickly. And um, I mean, is, I suppose it is a danger that after that, after a big international tournament like that, they sort of treat it like a, like the end, their season's ended already. Um, so you, you need them back, but really fully mentally on and ready for the battle because uh, we've got one hell of a battle coming up. Um, I think even, I mean, if we plan for the worst, say we get a 10-point deduction, we're going to need at least 43 points or something like that. So I think, I was looking at say we need another six wins and six draws, which we haven't been really been able to do all season. So we're going to have to put on sort of Champions League form almost to uh, stay up. So we're going to need everybody to be fully focused and fully fit and really on it between now and the end of the season. Okay. All right. So um, thank you to you both for your opinions there. And thank you to Jamie for the news bulletin as always. Thank you also to you for listening to 1865. You can catch all of our links at 1865.football. We'll be back over the weekend with a report on tonight's FA Cup match at Bristol City. And we hope that you can join us then. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.